Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rival Sports Talk, episode 38. We are back with a new special edition of Rival. We had the NBA is well underway. All-Star Games coming up. But let me start with this. Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolves, with the nasty one-handed slam. Give me your take. Yeah, no, that was that was scary. I mean, I didn't think he was capable of that, to be honest, because I never uh, seen him do something like that. But, hey, I mean, you know, it's the NBA, full of world-class athletes, and some athletes are as better than others. And it looked like uh, Anthony Edwards' athleticism is going to get him uh, a lot of money in this league. So, that poor guy, though, he dunked on. I didn't know his name, but he might as well just retire. Yeah, he's, he's got to retire. <laughs> One thing I did see from that, uh, it was the Portland Trailblazers. They tweeted after the game, wins over dunks. And I was like, that's a little petty. Ooh. But at the same time, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with the NBA under full swing, we got a crazy wild card. Not wild card, I'm thinking baseball, man. Uh, MVP race. Uh, the top spot right now is Joel Embiid. Now, yep. we're not even at the All-Star game. Does he continue? And speaking of Joel Embiid, the man dropped a 50-piece the other night. He did. He was he was on fire. Second uh, 76er to drop 50. Can you name the other? Um, Allen Iverson. Ju- uh, Dr. J? Okay. Iverson. Allen Iverson. 2006, I believe. Okay. But Joel Embiid, we're not even at the All-Star game. Does he continue this pace of MVP caliber? You know, uh, Embiid has had a past of uh, injury past when it goes back to his days at Kansas and also in his career in the NBA so far. So, I mean, if he stays healthy, then, yeah, I know he could definitely uh, run away with this thing and win the MVP. Um, but, unfortunately, I mean, he's seven feet tall. He's, he's like a big tree out there. So, um, you know, he might tweak a, tweak, and hams, tweak a hamstring, you know, maybe mess up his knee somehow, some way. I mean, obviously, I hope not, but just based on his history, I think, you know, he might miss enough games to where he falls out of the MVP race. Okay. So, if he doesn't win, and personally, I don't think he will, I think he'll fall off after the All-Star game, who do you have as MVP winner at the end of the year? Um, it could be LeBron, to be honest. Um, I mean, he's been uh, on fire. I mean, the way that he's been playing – has just been out of this world. Um, I mean, he's the greatest player of our generation, without a doubt. And then also, unfortunately, with Anthony Davis going down, that's going to help out LeBron's stats a little bit. So in the eyes of voters, you know, they might look at LeBron averaging, you know, in, you know, instead of 26 points a game with AD, you know, he might average like 29, which will get him, you know, probably top five in the league. Um, so, yeah, no, I think if Embiid stays healthy all the way through, he could definitely win it. Um, LeBron, he's probably number two. And then a Nikola Jokic as well. I mean, he's just getting better and better every day. Um, and he's fantastic. I think uh, the Joker is actually, like, ranked fifth right now. Yeah. Uh, you're, it's uh, Joel, LeBron, and actually Damian Lillard is ranked third in MVP racing right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise me. Dame Dalla. Hey, it's Dame time, man. It's daytime, yes. Uh, all three games coming up. I think it's seventh, right? Something like that. Yeah. I can look it up real quick. Um, but the All Star game is absolutely wild. Yeah, it's March seventh in Atlanta. Um, they're not gonna have like all their regular festivities of like three days, whatever, like three point dunk, 
game, whatever. It's going to all be in the same day, which I think is kind of crazy, especially with COVID and everything, man, still kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. It's kind of irrelevant to have an all-star game. There's so many. Oh, I agree. That I not agree, dude. Up. Yeah, like the skills, uh, the skills challenge three point contest is going to be before the game. They're going to play the first half, and the dunk contest is at halftime. I'm waiting to see who's getting released to see who is in the dunk contest. Oh yeah, me too. That'll be interesting. Um, but there's so many outspoken players who are not wanting to do the All Star game. I don't blame them. LeBron, and LeBron has the biggest voice in the NBA right now. So, I don't know. We'll see it. it's Kevin Durant is a captain, and I think LeBron is a captain. Yeah, I don't even know if KD going to play. I mean, he's been out with various injuries and COVID-related things. So, right. you know, if I'm KD, I've, I mean, I've been out with COVID for so long, you know, and it's like, well, why would I risk, you know, being a close contact again and missing my team with the Nets while I'm trying to establish chemistry with, you know, the new teammate, James Harden. So, um I don't know. I feel like KD, um, I don't – honestly, I hope he doesn't play just because I don't want to see him, you know, miss, you know, another week because of, you know, someone, you know, a close contact, you know, getting COVID and him having having to sit out because of the contact tracing. So, it might be one of those things where, you know, it tips off, KD immediately fouls, KD goes to the locker room and he's on a plane back to Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. You know, he gets his all-star game bonus. He gets the, um, you know, uh, the experience of being there, for at least for a little bit, and then I'm going to head out as soon as it starts. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see that. Um, so, Stephen A. Smith, we both know who that is. Oh, I love very, that guy. Very outspoken uh, reporter, broadcaster. Who is the team to beat in the finals? Um. If you had to take a finals guess right now, who would you have in it and who who wins? Honestly, I'm going to go with the Celtics and the Clippers. Um, I know that Pandemic P has had his struggles since uh, coronavirus broke out. But, you know, given the current timeline, you know, possibly things will be starting to open up. And we could see Pandemic P uh, go into playoff P. No. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, the Clippers, I mean, they play a lot of defense and defense wins championships, but in the NBA offense, great offense does be great defense, but I mean, they have so many great defensive players, uh, Kawhi, Fat Beverly, uh, Paul George. I mean, that's all I need to say right there. Right. Um, I thought, I thought they were going to win it last year. Um, but unfortunately, um, uh, Paul George just went cold and Doc Rivers decided to let him in, even though he wasn't doing anything. Or decided to leave him in, even though he just wasn't playing well. And then as for the the Celtics, um, great coach Brad Stevens, Kimball Walker might be the fastest player in the league right now. Um, Jason Tatum, he struggled a bit, and you know you had uh, some strong feelings for him last year in the playoffs. But hey, he's going to use that as experience to bounce back. Uh, Marcus Smart is just a different type of animal out there on the defensive side. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see the Celtics and Clippers in this year's finals. Don't sleep on the Jazz either. Jazz don't get much national love because they're not in New York or L.A. Jazz was nice. They they just lost last night to the Clippers, uh, snapping a 90-game win streak. But, yeah, they are nice. Um, I You know, I'm actually going to go on board with Stephen A. Smith on this one. I think 
the game that we saw what was it last night, the night before, will be a finals matchup, Lakers and Nets. I just, I just think that's what New York versus LA. That's what everyone wants to see, and it's definitely yeah. a, a driven league to specific games. Oh yeah, can I say something real quick about yeah. the? Okay, so on my uh, NBA 2K and on my video games, I have my own like season with like every team. And so I, I do things and I kind of, you know, make predictions on based what I think is going to happen in the future when it comes to player movement and how teams do. And I have honestly predicted a lot of things in those seasons. And last year, the finals in my season was the Lakers and Nets. So you might be on to something here. I think you might be on to something, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, yeah, I'll have to make a list of all the things that I've predicted that I've been right. Like, I mean, the drafts that I do before, like, it's crazy how many picks I've actually – like, Jerry Judy to the Broncos, I did that, like, like six months before the actual draft. Wild. Yeah, I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to send that to you. It's actually pretty cool. Hmm. <laughs> I'm a prophet. I, I wouldn't go that far with him, man. Yeah, no, yeah, me, yeah, no me neither. <laughs> uh, last night around – what was it? 3.30 Eastern time was the women single Australian Open. Naomi Osaka versus Jennifer Brady. Jennifer Brady just basically showed up and said, I'm here. You know, she uh, played a lot better than I thought. She did. She did. But I don't think anybody besides Jennifer or Brady, fan, oh. fanboys, fangirls or whatever, yeah, yeah. Projected her to win. Naomi Osaka won a straight set, 6-4, 6-3, getting her fourth major title. Uh, and she only trails Serena Williams right now. Yeah, no, she about to she about to take that spot at number one. I mean, she's great. She's a, uh, you know, she's she's only 23. So I mean, it's crazy to think about all the accomplishments that she's already accomplished. Um, she's fun to watch. I mean, I'm not. You know, you know me, I'm not like a huge like tennis nerd. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to watch every tennis match ever. Right. But, you know, I like to appreciate greatness at all levels and respect it. And Naomi's the definition of greatness right now for the women's side. Um, watching Serena and Naomi play uh, last week, it was kind of like Mahomes and Brady playing in the Super Bowl. So yeah. it was kind of cool to see them, too, and the mutual respect between the two. Um, and tennis is an, in a, an individual sport. So – the respect is at a different level when it comes to that, when you play somebody and you beat them. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. She's, she's great. Yeah. I wasn't surprised that she won or anything like that. One thing I think we talked about it uh, last night after the match was that it's just so weird to have someone that lost just chilling there. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jennifer so Brady dope. was just there. Be like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Clap it up. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then dude. I forgot who that reporter's name was, but he was like, Jennifer Brady, it wasn't your night. <laughs> like, obviously, like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, I saw you that. Imagine, like, like, Jim Nance at, like, the Super Bowl trophy thing where, like, Mahomes is just, like, standing there, just, like, <sighs> bored as ever. And he goes, Patrick, it wasn't your night. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Jim, no, no expl expletive, <laughs> um, you know, so – he said expletive. <laughs> hey, man, got to keep it PG for the kids. That's right. That's right. But, um, but yeah, no. Um, and one thing, uh, I have a question for you. Do you think players or teams, like, they go into, like, a game and they're like, oh, there's no way we're winning this thing. There is no way. I 
the space on the human element of the game because I know people are especially athletes are so competitive but I wonder if like they're ever playing somebody and it's like yeah no there's there's no chance it's like the Michael Scott the it's over we are screwed before it even before it even starts I gotta go on and put a brave face on (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I I mean that happens I think as an individual sport maybe um I don't know about like baseball and football and maybe even soccer because yeah. like anything can happen in a game. Right. Like Yogi Berra, who is the infamous man, not an infamous, but just the infamous quote of yeah. like, it's not over till it's over. You know, like if, if there's a fork on the road, take it. Just like little itty bitty weird quotes. But right. I think the one that really sticks out on like team sports is it's not over till it's over. Like play yeah. till the final whistles when you hear in football. So, like, I, I understand where you're coming from, but in individual sport, I think you have to have that mentality of, like, I'm here for a reason. I beat everybody else. Yeah. I have one more. I can do this. I'm exactly showing that I can do this. So, I think on a team sport, maybe individual, no. Yeah. It's a mentality game. With March Madness coming up and, you know, the 16 seed, like, like a Texas State University at Austin Tech Incorporated <laughs> dot com brought to you by, you know, and my, they play like, and they play, yeah, and they play like Duke. Like, what does like the coach in that 16 seed even say before the game? I've always wondered that. Like, um, like it's like, all right, boys, just go out here, have fun, just make memories. Like, obviously, you're not going to beat them, you know, like, like, do you? I don't even say that. I don't get it. Because like, like you, like you can't like write plays because he doesn't have the athleticism. You just got to be like, all right, boys, let's go out here. Let's just play pickup basketball. Let's let's see what happens. Well, <laughs> you, know? you have to think too. Virginia lost last year, and I forgot who they lost to. Yeah, they lost a few years like, back to UMBC. Yeah, yeah, that was like the first time in like seven hundred some odd. Yeah, around of sixty four games. So, like, it's doable. But I think if I were a coach, I'd be like, well, don't unpack everything. We'll be out here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. I can One see. of the things we got to – this is, this would actually be kind of fun. Before March Madness starts, maybe we should look into having, like, a coach of, like, a 16 seed on and be like, yo, like, what's your – what are you going to tell your players before you all – Get your uh, shit rock. Oops. Get your oh, get your CG, stuff. Right? Yeah. Pandemic P up in here. <laughs> yeah. Get your stuff rocked by uh by Gonzaga. Like what? Like what are you gonna say to your team? Especially at halftime when it's like fifty to nineteen. You know. And speak, speaking of Gonzaga, and I know we're a little off topic here, but speaking of Gonzaga, man, I I just can't understand how they continuously get number one seeds. They don't play anybody. Yeah. They have a weak conference. They don't play anybody big. I mean, it is a weak conference. It's, I mean, it's St. Mary's and Gonzaga that are always the top dogs. Actually, St. Mary's is like sixth in win percentage. It's like 2008. Isn't that crazy? I saw that stat on the game last night or a few nights ago. 2008. That was a good year for uh, Kansas Jayhawks. That was a good year for them. Let's go. But, Uh, yeah, no, yeah, about Gonzaga – um, you know, they do bring in a lot of recruits. I think it's because, you know, it's like kind of like the Clemson effect. You know, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, you know, you're getting the most determined players that just want to focus on basketball and bettering themselves as a athlete. 
you know, that's kind of why UCLA and USC are kind of irrelevant now. Uh, I mean, they're right in Los Angeles. And obviously in Los Angeles, there's a lot of fun distractions. Um, so, but yeah, no, with uh, Gonzaga being number one seed, a lot, I get what you're saying, just because they're, inability to perform in the playoff or the tournament um this year man i don't know um they're they're really good they haven't lost and they're beating the crap out of everybody and Jalen suggs he's really improving his draft stock i like him a lot yeah uh spring training's right around the corner yeah game starting be baseball man yeah i'm excited me too the one thing that jumped out at us the other day was the San Diego Padres signing Fernando Tatis Jr. to a 14-year, $340 million contract. Yeah. Is that man worth it? I mean, I think – I would – I don't want to say yes or no right now just because I feel like they should have let him play out, you know, a couple more years of his career before they, you know, give him all that money. Um, you know, because we've seen guys that get off to really hot starts in their career, you know, win rookie of the year, like basketball, Michael Carter-Williams. And, you know, it's weird. You know, they, they're off to great starts in their young careers and then just fall off, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I would have liked to see them, just from a team standpoint, let Tatis play under that, that you know, that regular contract for a couple more years. And then if he's continuing to dominate like he has been doing, then sign him for a long-term deal. Um, but I just want to know where San Diego getting all this money. Like, oh, what? Yes. <laughs> They're getting everybody. Money. The projected opening day payroll for the San Diego Padres is $161 million. Yeah. Now, out of 30 teams, they're ranked fifth. Yeah. Who is one through four? I want to know. Yankees, it's probably the Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers, and Cubs. Cubs, maybe, but they didn't really sign anybody this, this year. Right, right. They got well. They signed Jock Peterson because they got rid of Schwarber, who's in Washington now. But oh yeah, he is out here. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's crazy to think that if you play sixty games, make the playoffs, and do somewhat good, you, we're gonna give you fourteen year contract and three hundred forty million. Don't right. mess up for us. Like that's tough, man. I don't get it. But hey, I mean, honestly. The way that Tatis has been playing, I mean, our conversation right now is probably going to be irrelevant in like 10 years because, you know, he's probably going to go out and have, have like 35 home runs, driving 102 RBIs and bat 324. Yeah, so, I mean, he might be – actually, I don't want to say it because I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. Um, hey, well, he, he listens to us, but, you know. Yeah, oh, no, we – yeah, no, for, what's up, Fernando? How's it going? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so – I mean, they're getting everybody. Um, there's a lot of expectations in San Diego this year. Um, it reminds me a lot of 2015. Remember when they signed Kimbrell and Upton and Matt Kemp and all those guys. So hopefully it'll work, it'll work out this time. But, you know, I just like you, Darvish. That dude throws like five different fastballs. See, yeah, they, they went out this year and said, we're beating the Dodgers. That's basically yep. what they said. They went, they got out and boosted starting pitching. The- Um, 
Sorry, cut cut out there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, a little off off topic here. Uh, I had some technical difficulties, but no, San Diego Padres. Uh, they went out and got everybody this year just to beat the Dodgers. Uh, I definitely feel like they can match any starting five rotation. Uh, when I got Blake Snell, you Darvish, and just boosted their entire team. Um, yeah, Kirby Yates out in the bullpen, right? Kirby Yates is still out in the bullpen, yeah. And like I said, they got Mark Melanson from the Braves, who I think will be their closer. Oh, no, uh, Kirby play for the Blue Jays now. That's wild. I haven't seen. Right, yeah, no, me neither. That's weird. That, that just happened because it's on – um, huh. Because it's on Wikipedia, it says he played for the – like he's still on the Padres, but – it says Blue Jays here. I don't know. Huh. I'm going to look into that because I so, – Let me ask you this. Before spring training starts, who is your sleeper team? Um, sleeper team. That's a good question. Um, do the White Sox count as a sleeper team? I mean, I know they made the playoffs last year. Can be a uh, I don't know. I feel like that's not as bold. Um, give me the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, they had some good moves in the offseason. Um, they brought in George Springer. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to have another year of experience under his belt. Um, that dude is very, very powerful, very good. He's also really good at third base, too. I don't think people talk about much of defense much. He's kind of built like uh, kind of built like Bowser a little bit. So, <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, no, um, I think the Blue Jays definitely – the AL East is always tough because um, you got the Red Sox and Yankees up there just paying millions and billions and trillions of dollars for players. And you have the Tampa Bay Rays who are very good at growing uh, talent and drafting and scouting. Um, so, I mean, we'll see – we might see the Blue Jays make some noise north of the border. Do we know how many teams are in the playoffs this year? Have they, like, said that They haven't yet? announced anything Oh, yet. my gosh, dude. That's so stupid because, like, you go into – you know, because you got to decide, are we going for the playoffs? Are we going for the World Series? Or are we going to, you know, trade our guys and, you know, we're going to build for the future? Because I feel like there might be some teams caught in limbo right now because they don't know, you know, because there's some good financial bonuses for making the playoffs too that the owners like to get and, you know, the yeah. players too. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we might – it would be weird though if they announced like they're going back to like the 10-team playoff as they should. They um, should. They if, never should have started. Uh, oh, yeah. If they – um if teams start pulling the plug and start trading guys. Right. Uh, my sleeper team is actually might come to a surprise to you. Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Uh, they went out and got some key pieces that they need. A first baseman, a solid one. Uh, I, I got some pitching too, didn't they? Yeah, but a lot of their pitching is – um. And it's coming yeah, back. Yeah, right? yeah. Second, yeah. No, they're in their second, third year. They're going to be able to. Um, and right now, the number one thing is everyone's healthy. Yeah, everyone's healthy. Um, I'm going to take the Kansas City Royals as my sleeper team. They traded for Andrew Benintendi. That'll really help them out in the outfield. Uh, Michael Taylor's going to play center. Uh, Merrifield's probably in the right. That, but like I said, they went out and got a first baseman with Carlos Santana. That mm -hmm. gives. Hunter Dozier a chance at third to where he normally is, where he got brought up with. Um, that's, what, that's what I'm going with as my sleeper this year. Uh, it'll be yeah. good. It'll be really good. Um, but I think that's all the time we have for today.
Um, yeah, Australian Open, NBA, All-Star Game, MVP, baseball. It'll be very, very interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, Guys, me too. If you have not yet, go like, subscribe, share to Rival Sports Talk on all things social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you name it. We're there. If you want some merch, hit us up on Instagram at Rival Sports Talk and send us a DM and we'll get you some merchandise going. It goes uh, down in the DM. It go down. It do go down in the DM. <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we have. We appreciate you guys. Come back next time. Later.